I'm Jennifer Gonzalez from the Cult of Pedagogy podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one... Welcome to Shooks and Gif, midterm number five. In this episode, we talk about a curation and collaboration tool, a Chrome extension to gather a ton of links, virtual field trips on a budget, a kid-safe search engine, a game that gives back, and a Bitmoji hack that will blow your mind. Here we go. Welcome to Shooks and Gif, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast tip or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Jen. Hey, Sean. Hey, um, why can't you ever trust an atom? I don't know. Why can't you trust an atom? Uh, because they make everything up. Oh, yes, they do. They make up literally. Oh, yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> hey, Carly. Hey, Sean. Hey, uh, when might you want to try and start a cheese diet? I don't know. When would you want to try and start a cheese diet? When you want to chet a few pounds. <laughs> chet a few pounds. <laughs> okay, welcome everyone to Shooks and Gift. But as you notice, Shooks is not here again. This is our last of our midterm episode. And it was actually a, uh, an impromptu one because we had four planned and then we looked at timing. And I said, oh, you know what? Let's throw one in because our spring break up here in Canada is next week. And I said, you know, we can't really record and going back to work and it's going to be crazy. And I said, I know exactly, exactly who I want, Kim. Can I do one more? And she's like, yeah, sure. Who are you going to get? And I got these two incredibly inspiring and innovative teachers. I was like giddy all day about it. I am joined by Sean Fahey from Indiana and Carly Mora from California. Guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming on the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. It's exciting Thanks. to be here. Thanks for having us. Oh, of course. So I, I came across both of you. I, I sort of, we crossed paths um, virtually anyway. Um, first with, I think it was HyperDocs probably and that community there. And then we all made our way over to Flipgrid. And then, you know, Sean, I'd see you in Ditchbook. And now we're all like migrating to Wakelet. And we have all these sort of like common circles. But why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about each of you um, so they get an, an idea of where you're from and what you're all about. Sean, do you want to get us started? Uh, sure. So my name is Sean Fahey. I currently uh, am a innovative learning specialist with um, a company called Five Star Technology Solutions. Uh, uh, and what we do is we offer a lot of managed services for um, network connections, but really my job is to work as a instructional coach and e-coach to help teachers and students um, in a nearby uh, school district, North Lawrence Community Schools, with their technology integration and just really making uh, awesome learning uh, opportunities in the classroom. That's awesome. And, so, and that's a new role for you too, Sean, isn't it? Yeah, this so I'm, I'm, I'm for, yeah I, this is my first year. Um, I'm formerly a elementary and middle school uh, teacher, done some math, middle school math. So, yep, that was my role. And other than, you know, 
being connected and doing, you know, the ed tech thing kind of on Twitter, then, you know, that's what I do. Awesome. Awesome. And Carly? So like Jen said, I'm Carly Mora. I am actually only a 50% um, employee. I only work 50%. Well, we all only work a certain <laughs> yeah. amount. Sure. Um, but I... Uh, <laughs> what does that look like? Is that like yeah, an 80-hour week or...? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's about, yeah, it's about 80 to 100 hours and I get paid 50%. That's so I am a computer science teacher at uh, Terrace Elementary STEM Magnet School. And I get the pleasure of teaching all the kinder through fifth graders. And I actually work with TK as well, uh, computer science. And then I also push into the classrooms whenever teachers need me for any ed tech. Um, I might do a Google expedition or I might help out with um, some hyperdocs or whatever they need me to do. Um, I go into the classrooms when I'm not seeing a class, but I see every class in the school at least every other week. So I have pretty much the greatest job ever and I love it. And the other 50%, I am at home with my son. So I go and volunteer in his classroom and help out um, his teacher as much as she wants me there. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so we'll get right down to business. We have some shares. I'm sure that we could talk when we first got on. I said, okay, well, we're going to try to end by 10. So it's 9.15 Eastern when we started. And Carly, who is on the West Coast, is like, 10? And I'm like, yes, this is going to be <laughs> the longest be podcast most ever. ever. This is a three-hour tour. It's like Gilligan's Island podcast style. Here we go. Um, but hopefully it won't be that long. So um, you guys had some ideas of what to share at the beginning. Anyone want to uh, go first? All right. So um, if you're not familiar with Wakelet, it is a great new um, site, a tool out there that um, it's not necessarily a educational tool. Uh, you might have been hearing about it, seeing it on Twitter. Uh, and, and what it allows you to do, uh, it allows you to curate content and collections. Uh, and now a new collaboration feature. So you can add that um, collaboration in with your classroom. And we're seeing like a, a lot of great ways for uh, uses in our classroom uh, and some really innovative ways for teachers to start using apps. What were some of the ways that we've seen? <laughs> so one of the kind of ways that pops out to all of us is uh, using it with HyperDocs is an ability for our students to share out whatever they've created. And with the new collaboration feature, you can just give the kids a code and they can, uh, they can put in links, they can put in images. And so all of the students can see everybody's creation so because right. when it first of... came out um, and correct me if i'm if i'm wrong because i've i've been sort of toying with wakelet for a while but i'm not as ingrained as you guys um it started that you had your collection and that was it but now with this tool you date other other people it doesn't matter students or otherwise can add to your wakes which are the what the collections are called mm -hmm. um, without having to sign in is that correct Yes. Yeah. So for our students that are under 13, you're you're using your own account. They're able to log in with a code and then they're within your and you're obviously monitoring all the students and then you can turn it off after you leave. So right. you can turn it on so that they can add to the collection and then you can turn it off so that they can no longer add to the collection. And then all of the students can still see it. And then you as the teacher obviously would make sure that you're not sharing it publicly, um, make sure students are only using first names, use all the digital citizenship we use um, every day. But um, yeah, that's kind of just what 
popped out to me when I first saw that feature was just, oh, what a great way for our students to, when they're all working on their different um, creations, and then it's a great way to show what you know and then share out what they've created. Um, another great way, um, it creates a nice little um, like thumbnail, you know, so instead of having to like pull in a picture to represent something and then a nice font, it's kind of all nice laid out right there for you. It, it pulls an image or like a preview image from the site. Um, and, you know, you can customize the description of what it says as well. And so anyway, it's, it's just another great way that we've seen it used. And also, you know, you can use it professionally, whether it is, you know, to curate um, tweets from a Twitter chat or you're building um, like just resources. Like for an example, in my role, I've been using it a lot to create uh, a list of resources for my teachers to come back to on like, you know, elementary science or uh, math activities that they can come to and things like that. Yeah, I actually, when I first started using it just for my own benefit, because I like to toy around, I have a private Wakelet, because that's that's another thing, you can make them private mm -hmm. or people with the link or, or public. I have a private one, and it's it's called Read Before Bed. And whenever I come across an article that someone either shares with me via email or I see on, like, pop into my Feedly or anywhere like that, I just throw it and I take my iPad to bed, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, and I sit and I read it then when I have time or sometimes, you know, in a lineup at a grocery store or wherever it happens to be. But I find that that's really helpful, just even a place to have like park it until later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to use it. We, um, you can use it. I mean, people built their Christmas lists with it. It's oh, that's um, a cool idea. We, this past weekend, I was at a conference and of course, uh, Randall Sampson's the king of using Wakelet at conferences. So exactly. this is totally from him. We um, created a collection that all of the participants at the conference could share their resources to. So that at the end of the conference, hopefully people could go back and say like, oh yeah, I missed that session, but here's the resources for the, um, for the session that I missed. So it was a collaborative collection at a conference. So you that shared out the hashtag and then cool. shared out the... Mm -hmm. It worked out pretty well. Yeah, especially in a big conference where it might be really difficult for the organizers to get an updated version of all of the resources that are being shared. Because things change. Like we all know we've presented at big conferences where partway through you're like, oh, I wish I'd included this. And that way at least you can go back and, and do that. Yeah, and you could yeah. just add, you know, add your Twitter handle. You can add, you know, anything to it. Um, somebody could add like a YouTube video that they took that they put together of the conference. It's, you know, it's not limited to any specific resource. So, yeah. and, you know, just to kind of go along with uh, some of like how you can use it. The, the I think the way that it got started, and correct me if I'm wrong, Carly, um, is really it's almost like a storytelling in a way. Like if you want to, you know, talk, you know add pictures about your vacation, you can kind of have a scrolling story about, about that, or like you, like you said, like a Christmas list or, and then you could share that out to people, you know, as well. So th that's kind of like their idea about the wakelet, like a wave, you know, you're making your ripple, you're making your impact um, and you're telling your story in a way. So um, there's, but it's, you know, like educators do, we hack the tool to figure out a way that Always. we can use it. And uh, I mean, there's just so many different ways. If you're interested in learning more about Wakelet, <clears throat> I, I think there's um, an ebook or something like that, isn't there? Really? <laughs> People oh my gosh, I, I have these friends who write ebooks and they're phenomenal about like all my favorite tools. You guys should check them out. They, oh, you really? know, and sometimes they, yeah, and other people jump on and, you know, and add to the ebook. Okay, yeah, so so listeners, if you don't realize, and you guys, I'm, everyone who listens to the podcast have heard both of your names uh, uh, 
a plethora of times before because I reference great things that you do. Um, Carly and Sean are the ones who wrote the Flipgrid Educator's Guide that is basically sit down for an hour, read this, practice with the computer beside you, and you become a Flipgrid expert in that hour. It's awesome. And they have now, along with, I think there's like five or six other educators, like Jen Saracen's there, um, Claudio Zavala Jr. is there. Um, who else have I missed? There's a bunch that I know that I saw. John Bimmerly, Scott Titmus. Paul West, West, Randall Sampson. Paul West might be the biggest lover of Wakelet I've ever seen. Like when Wakelet first hit the thing, like Paul was all over it, all over it. I don't know. Him and Randall may give each other a run for their money. Yeah, that's actually true. He's on it a lot too. At any rate, yeah, you guys have all come together and and written another um, guide for Wakelet, which I'll link in the show show notes. Um, That's all equally as good. And I, I, like I said, I I knew about it and I played in it, but I sat down, did the same thing, sort of, you know, carved out about 45 minutes and flipped through this and read really quickly and tried some things. And I did a lot of new learning. So even if you've played with the tool before, exploring this resource is going to open your eyes to ways that you didn't think about using it before. You guys have done a, a solid gold job yet again. Yes, good job <laughs> throwing that in there. So <laughs> one one thing that kind of popped out to me when I first started thinking about curation was um, I saw Jennifer Gonzalez on um, mm-hmm. the Ditch, oh, yeah. Ditch Set Textbook Digital Summit, and she yeah. was talking about curation and the importance of curation. And she, she has a really great podcast and accompanying mm-hmm. um, yes. blog for that episode all about do you, do you curate or do you um, – Dump. She, yeah, does she call it dump? I thought she anyway. – yeah, Are you a dumper or a curator? That's right. And yes. it, it talks about the importance of um, of making sure you curate and curate effectively. I'll link that in the show notes too because it is a really good read or listen to. Yeah, and for us as teachers, like we can use – Wakelet as a way to ask our students to, okay, here's a topic. I want you to go on and I want you to curate some resources. Now go back to that, that wake, that collection. And I want you to justify why did you choose these resources? What was your reasoning as you curated it? What was your focus? What was your purpose? And so it kind of takes the tool in another direction as to what are we doing with it? Why are we curating? What's the purpose? And so um, as a teacher, we can use Wakelet for that reason as well. You know, have kids add into it, you know, give each group a their own collection that they're adding to and say, okay, you guys are doing this for this battle in the American Revolution. Evolution. Mm-hmm. And now why did you add these resources? What was your reasoning for the curation? And yeah, that takes it to another level. At a secondary level, I've, I've heard people talking about doing that um, at the end of units so that um, it curates throughout and okay, this helped me understand this was a secondary text that I use. So when it gets time to exams or culminating activities, students can not only look at their own notes, but other learning that's helped other students in the class. Definitely. One of my favorite ways to use Wakelet as a just for my own resource or for my own learning is I will have and anyone who's ever seen my computer knows this about me I have like always have like 50 tabs open <laughs> you have tabitis I, I have a problem like yeah. it's it's really bad oh, yeah. and so you can with the wakelet um google drive chrome extension mm-hmm. you can you can make a collection with tabs so if you're like mm-hmm. you know you're in a chat or something and everybody's sharing a ton of resources you're clicking and you're clicking you've got a ton of tabs open you can take the wakelet um, on the Chrome extension, you can click make collection with tabs and it will yep. take all your tabs and make them into a collection automatically for you. So as soon as you download the um, Wakelet extension, it's going to make it so that any new tab to open is right. Wakelet. And then along the, I remember doing that. I remember seeing this along the right hand side, all of your tabs are there and it says save to a Wakelet collection. Right, I totally right. remember. Yeah. Okay. 
and it, yeah, it's whatever your personal preference is because some yeah. some people want Google when it opens up, and yeah. I mean, it, but you can turn that on or off. Right, and it, it would be advantageous if you wanted to use it that way to have like all of mm -hmm. these open. Um, so I found I'm gonna I'm gonna sh do my share, but it's slightly different. It's it's on point with what we're talking about. So I was listening to check this out with uh, Brian Briggs and Ryan O'Donnell. Oh, I love on, them. Mm -hmm. You have yep. no idea, Carly. I am dreaming about going to Q, which I'm sad you're not going to be at next week. Every night, and every night, it's me getting excited about seeing Brian again because I met him last year at ISTE and meeting in real life Ryan for the first time. Brian and Ryan are just so down to earth and just yeah. so, they're just both just fantastic guys. I'm lucky that I live very close to them. So I get you to see them lucky. all the time. I'm so, so lucky. I was listening to check this out. They introduced a Chrome extension called Link Clump. Have you guys ever heard of Link Clump? No. Uh, no. They heard about it from Don Yerkes Jr. on Twitter. Oh, mm -hmm. Okay. What Link Clump does is you install this extension, and then when you open a web page, if there's a whole bunch of links everywhere, you hold the Z key, sorry, Z key. I have to remember that I'm speaking to my American friends. My <laughs> Z key, and then with your uh, mouse or your trackpad, you draw a box around anything, and it's a little orange box, and then all of a sudden, as you make this box, any link inside that box turns orange, and when you let go, so the box is complete, it will open any link in that box in tabs adjacent to the one you have open. Nice. Then you could make a collection. Precisely. So oh. now, and this was the app smash that someone suggested, and I, the name, of course, escapes me, who responded to Dawn's post on Twitter and said, and then you could just take all of those, and when you have that um, new tab open with all of your like wakes or with open to wakelet, you can say, yeah, make a collection of all of these open and bang, they all go into one wake. And what I loved is they actually don't take you to those new tabs. You can stay reading. So if you're reading a longer article that has oh, a whole bunch, nice. you can just keep link clumping. Oh, I'm, I've, I've turned it into a verb. Does it work like uh, any, any web page? I didn't have success working with it in a Google Doc. That's what I was um, wondering, like a Google Doc yeah. with links and things like that in it. I don't, mm. I, I didn't, but I wonder, because I was seeing it in edit mode, I wonder if you changed the end of the URL to present or preview oh. and did it bet, that way if it would work. Or I bet like a Google Doc that's presented to the web. Precisely. Yeah, publish, like, yeah. publish, if you publish the web. Publish, sure. yeah. That could totally work. We should also give a big shout out to... Um, Callum Nightingale who works oh, at Wakelet sure. and he is he has sat through many 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 DMs and Google Hangouts with us at all hours of the night for him and uh, helped us a ton with the ebook and just he's he's great at on the Wakelet team. Well, and I think the great thing about Wakelet is that you know they're not coming from an edtech background and so they're they're really like oh you know, like educators are using this so so how can we help you like use this tool they've taken suggestions they you know are pretty responsive uh if you have suggestions just send them a tweet or a dm or an email or whatever and they they see value in obviously the education field and and making a tool that is worth it to be used okay other shares other than wakelet okay so my share is i am very passionate about taking kids on virtual field trips and I like to take kids on virtual field trips that don't require VR headsets for multiple reasons. One is that um, nobody I know 
has a set of VR headsets in their classroom that they can use all the time. And also for little kids, you're actually not supposed to use it under eight. And um, for kids that get uh, motion sickness, I don't want to deal with a bunch of kids puking. We use the, we have a, a card of iPads. iPads are pretty, most, most schools have iPads available, at least a few. And so you can take kids on a Google expedition and just do the 360. It's not, you know, it's not the VR, but they still go on a 360 view of wherever you can, wherever you're taking them on the Google expedition. And you can still read the content from the guide mode and you're going, taking them through to different points and they can follow along. And if you don't have iPads, um, the Google Street View gallery also has a ton of places that 360 views of places that you can take your students all over the world that um, we could take kids on these amazing trips just from our classroom. And my favorite thing to do is of course, pair these Google Expeditions or Street View galleries with a HyperDoc. So we're getting the immersive no content. I know, I know, I know. It's, it's a big surprise, it's a big surprise. Oh, wow. I know, I know. It's like, a what, what, you like HyperDoc? I know. Crazy. I would have never known. But it's true. Known. It's true. I like HyperDocs. So, but you start, you can start the, you can explore wherever you're going or whatever you're researching through a virtual field trip at the beginning. You can take them again at the end and they can look at what they've learned from the HyperDoc unit. And just a great way to get to take, you know, the outside world into your classroom and kids love it. And it's, it's easy to do. And it's something that you can fit in any content area. I will, I will add to that. Like you said, if you don't have iPads, the Google street view does work with a lot of different places. Um, but uh, Google expeditions will work on Chromebooks that can run the Android play store. So many touch, uh, touch screen Chromebooks have access to the Google play store. So if you have that enabled at your, in your G suite domain, uh, you can download the Expedition app through the Play Store and you can launch it through there as well. That's awesome. Yep. So a very cost-effective way to still have those same experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love it. Matt Miller also has a really cool um, blog post all about creating Google Street, using Google Street View and make a walking tour with Screencastify. So app smashing yes. those two and taking, you know, have your kids say, okay, I want you to make a, street view to a walking tour of, you know, the missions in California, we're all about the missions in fourth grade. So, um, you know, take them on, on a tour and then show what you know all about that. And that's a really cool way to use street view and screencastify, which we love, um, in a yeah, tap smash those two to show what they know. That's very cool too. I'm going to find that. I, I remember reading that a while ago. I'm going to find that uh, blog post and link it in the show notes because it's like, talk about using all of your tools to your best advantage. And really like we, we say a lot in education, you know, we're, we don't know what we're preparing the kids for. It's all about the skills. And I think when we do these app smashes, um, what we're seeing is it, you don't need to know necessarily the tool, but you need to know how to really use the tool, which is the skills that they're going to take forward in their learning, right? And that's the sort of meat of what we want students to gain when we're using technology in our classroom. Right. And also just with, and this sticks with me all the time when I talk about ed tech is take a few tools, use them well, and use them in different content areas, especially for elementary school teachers, use them in different ways. Because if you're constantly adding new tools, your kids are having to learn new tools, 
you're having to figure out how you're using these tools. And so taking a few really good quality tools and using them in lots of different ways to teach the content is, is the best thing that you can do to make sure that it sticks. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, next chair. Uh, so have you guys heard of Kittle.co? Yes. No. Oh, I figured Carly has with <laughs> with her young kid. Um, so I just actually saw this sh being shared. Um, and it, it seems really great. And what it is, Kiddle.co, K-I-D-D-L-O dot C-O. It is a, essentially, it's powered by the Google Safe Search. And it's all about a visual, um, safe, easy search for kids. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's not backed by Google, uh, but it taps into the Google custom safe search mode um, that makes it pretty visual. So, you know, some of the extra ads and things on the sides are not there. Um, a little bit nicer um, imagery uh, to focus on that. And, you know, as some of the things that have been out there online and, you know, we want to protect students from inappropriate things uh, that can still seep through under content filters. This might be a good option for, you know, K-5 uh, students. So having a, a son in second grade and, and things like that, we've kind of, we've made this um, our little home screen for Google searches now. I really like that. Cause I, I too, like I have a son in grade three and I have the twins are in grade one. So this would be perfect for them. As soon as you land, I just searched cat and mm -hmm. it comes up with sort of exactly like you would see on Google, sort of like the blue link with what it is and then a little blurb underneath. But beside to the left, there's sort of, sort of a larger um, picture of what you might find to give the kids who are maybe they're, you know, not as proficient readers an idea of what that might be all about. So for example, there's one, but just fun facts for cat or for kid, fun cat facts for kids. That's hard to say. <laughs> and, um, there's this like picture of this little black cat. And then there's one that says meet eight big cats. And so it has like the big number eight and then pictures of big cats. So I'd be able to tell really quickly without having to read a whole lot what they were going to say about it. Yeah, I really like this is a great tool for K5. Yeah. And, and if you scroll down, if you get on the main page, if you go to the about little Kittle button there, it tells you a little bit. There's like five things about it that tell you a little bit more. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be robust in, you know, big, deep research, but, you know, this might be a good solution for that, like a new tab for students on devices and things like that in K5. Yeah. Or even guiding them in research. Like yeah. I know Kim was working, um, with her son this weekend about researching and he's in the fourth grade and she's like, okay, well, where did they say to go? And they said, oh, my teacher just said to Google it. And she's like, well, that's, that's huge for a kid who's only, you know, 10 years old. So having something like this, that's a little bit more filtered could certainly be helpful in that scenario. Well, speaking along those lines, uh, Google has a great, uh, for older kids, and I kind of use some whenever I taught fourth grade, there's uh, Google has a, guided lessons to teach students how to use Google search as well. Mm -hmm. So that's might be for grades four, five and up. That's a great resource as well. Awesome. Carly, do you have another one for us? So there's um, actually, um, and I'm trying to pull up the blog post right now, because of course I did it while we were talking, um, <clears throat> 20 great sites for students who have free time on their hands um, just came out on the Dish That Textbook blog post or blog. 
And there's some really great ideas on there, like the five clue challenge. Have you guys heard of this before? Yeah, by yes. Mike Soskal. Yeah. Yes. yeah, super cool. So that site itself, I know it's not a tool specifically, but this post has a ton of great ideas. And one thing that I didn't know anything about was free rice. Have you guys heard of this? Yes. It's so cool. I, I did not know anything about it, but it's a website and it's, educational like you go through and they you know you learn about different words and you test you test yourself it's multiple choice vocabulary questions and then you generate money through the united nations world food program to buy 10 grains of rice to help reach zero hunger so it actually gives back as you're going through and learning things and i had not heard of this and i was so pumped about learning about something that the kids could go on and then feel good about what they're doing in school because it actually gives back, actually buys rice for these people and helps um, try to reach zero hunger. And so I think free rice is such a cool, um, cool idea. And then just this whole um, list of, of sites of students with free time on their hands is just, there's a ton. And then there's also a Wakelet collection, a wake of um, all of these resources if you wanted to copy it and then go ahead and um, send it to your class for kids who just have like some extra time. That's awesome. And back to Wakelet. Look, oh, I know wow. it's circling back circle. around, and and we've come full circle. Okay, I have I have one other share. I don't know if you guys saw this. I blogged about it a couple last week or the week before, um, and it's are either of you on Snapchat? <laughs> Not really. No. I mean, okay. So no. that's why it's like me. I'm like I have I have an account, but I don't really do anything. So if you have Snapchat. Um, when you open your Bitmoji keyboard on your phone, what you'll notice at the very far right-hand side of the search bar is there's these like two little masks and you can make what are called friend emojis. Do you guys know about friend emojis? No, I did not. So what that does is it puts two people's Bitmojis together, which is awesome. So cut to a couple weeks ago, Sylvia Duckworth reached out to a, a hangout chat that I'm part of called Maple Syrup EDU. And it's a bunch of Canadian educators that we just sort of rely on each other for quick questions. She does um, bitmojis and storytelling. It's a session uh, that she presents quite often. And it's normally a one hour and someone's asked her to, to take it to two hours. So there's a lot more hands on play, but she said, there needs to be more that I can do. So we talked about these friend emojis, and one thing led to another and the whole sort of collective came to a point where we're like, we need to figure out how to hack this if we don't have Snapchat, which is often blocked in schools. Yep. So Michelle Armstrong, who is uh, the head of EdTech Team Canada, did some poking around and found this really amazing site. And from it, she was able to create a spreadsheet where all you need to do is get the URL to any one of your Bitmojis and the URL to any of your friends' Bitmojis. Insert them on this spreadsheet. And all of this is shared at virtualgift.com. And what you do is you insert them into this spreadsheet it does spreadsheet magic. She's used um, a mid function and then she's used a concatenate function. And I'll show you what it does. So I'm going to share my screen so that we can get a bit of reaction. So what I need both of you to do is send me... Do you guys have the Bitmoji Chrome extension? Of course. Thank you. Can you go into your Bitmoji Chrome extension, okay. right click on any Bitmoji and copy image address okay. and pop it into the chat in our Hangout. So I'm going to, as you see here, I'm going to copy mine. I'm going to paste it in here. And then on this spreadsheet, what you'll notice, so I've pasted Carly's Bitmoji um, link under paste friend one link, my own under paste two, and then it, it auto-populated two columns that are blue and gave us in column A, 
a new link. And if I click that new link, it will take me to a page with every oh. imaginable Bitmoji with Carly and no. I together. No. Right. If you had a third person, would it do the third person in there? It doesn't. Right now, we've only figured it out to do two, but wouldn't that be amazing? So, But what you can do, and I've hacked it, is I've taken sort of the two and then found a similar one. So there's the one where it's like cool and it's the, um, the Bitmoji with the sunglasses. And you have two and they're actually standing each Bitmoji on either side. And then I've taken a single Bitmoji of someone else with just Got them it. with theirs and put Got all it. three together. So it looks like three people standing, flanking sort of two of those uh Bitmoji or emojis. The one of me and you. But isn't that the fun? one of me and you? And it says, "I hate you," <laughs> and you're like pointing at my face. <laughs> That's not nice. Oh, this is fantastic. Aren't they um, great? And if if you put them in the opposite order, so I put uh, Carly your link in column C and mine in D, and you'll notice in these photos that in like the one of the number one. So see the one that I'm sort of circling yeah. here. It shows you putting a number one badge on me. If you flipped it and put me and C and you and D, it would be me putting the badge on you. Right? Bang. You're welcome, friends. I I thought as soon as I saw this, knowing that you guys were coming on the show, I was like, I have got to show Sean and Carly this because they do so much together and you use your bitmojis and now we've done things like this before. And we've what we've had to do is is well we've done I think what we do this for book, didn't we? Carly. Yes, we did. We, we, we had to Google use Snapchat. Drawing. We had well, we did could do Google Drawing, but uh, through Snapchat and Bitmoji, they have like some custom ones, right? So instead of just putting two Bitmojis together in a Google Drawing, we would I think we used Snapchat and just took a screenshot of it. But it's not as good. It's not as a uh, good quality. No. no, it's not this. And they're all PNGs, so they're the transparent background. Okay, guys, I've kept you nine minutes over what I promised. That's hey, a- it's not ten o'clock yet. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's 10 o'clock, it's 10 o'clock right, somewhere. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, we will wrap it up there. But I did want to uh, plug one thing. If you're listening the day that this drops, Casey Bell is releasing a new podcast two weeks from today, March the 26th, called The Shakeup Learning Show. Check for it on social media. It's going to be amazing. That's it for this week. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at bit.ly forward slash shooksandgif. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash S-H-U-K-E-S and G-I-F-F. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. Or by tweeting at us using the hashtag shooksandgif sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca. Oh, I don't think I have it on this. <laughs> Sean. Uh, Sean. Uh, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I, this is the worst ever. You totally ruined the podcast. Oh, no doubt. I just went to a maple syrup festival over the weekend. <laughs> well, if you want maple syrup, my friend, you're welcome up here. I anytime. should go up there. I can drink it by you the should. gallon. By the gallon.
gallon. Uh, we we tapped the tree in my backyard. Oh, that's I'm not awesome. kidding. I want to learn how to do that. <laughs> it's not hard. You just drill a hole. Drill a hole and put a tap. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard. Go ahead. Link clump. Link clump. Link clump. You can say it quickly. Link clump. Link clump. Link clump. Link clump. Right? It's fun.